All right, guys, it's another episode of Cleveland Moto Delivers. That's, I think we're going to be at episode 419. Oh, the next show is going to be our Weedfield Spectacular in celebration of Sleepy Cinch's uh, fondness for the devil's lettuce, jazz, cigarettes, all that deliciousness. Uh, one to talk about bringing your bike out. Okay, if you haven't done it by now, do it. Go out and get your bike out of the garage. I know in Minneapolis there's probably still a foot of snow on the ground and ice left over from February, but you do have to get the bike out of the garage sometime. This is a perfect opportunity to just give it a once-over, a pre-flight check, if you will. Why? Well, because it's been sitting in your damn garage. Uh, just picked up a bike yesterday. 100% full of goddamn rodents. That's right. Uh, wiring harness chomped on. A lot of things not working the way they should. And absolutely would have been dangerous to take it out and drive it. What should you look at? Absolutely. Before you even roll it out of your garage, give a quick look around the perimeter. Look for any evidence of animal infestation. You're looking for droppings. You're looking for seat foam that's outside of the bike. You know, pieces of the bike that, where they're not supposed to be. That's exactly what you're looking for. We want to make sure before you wheel that bike out of your garage, uh, before you move it an inch, that if there's anything that could be an evidence of a problem, you're seeing it right now. If you've had it on an Optimate, a battery tender, uh, take a look, make sure the cord isn't melted. Lift the seat up, take a look at the battery itself. Make sure all of the uh, electrolyte hasn't evaporated out. Make sure you don't have a bunch of white crusties on the top of the battery or the battery terminals that would indicate that you've had a uh, battery damage over the winter season. Take a look at all that stuff. Okay, when we get the bike, actually physically out of the garage I want you to treat this just like an airplane you're doing a pre-flight check on the most important things to do are the parts that literally keep you alive so tires not just put the right amount of air in them but inspect them you're looking for crazing or dry rot or cracks in the sidewall that stuff is important I know a five-year-old tire that may only have three or 4,000 miles on it, you think, ah, I don't even need to worry about that. I have seen three-year-old tires with uh, dry rot or cracking in the tread, in the actual grooves of the tread that would make the tire absolutely unsafe to ride. So have a look at that. Pay special attention to your valve stems. The valve stems, the part where, if you have rubber valve stems, where they go into the wheel itself, if you have alloys, um, I've seen all kinds of dry rot in there. I've also grabbed a hold of a valve stem to put air in it and had the damn thing come off in my hands. So it's a good time to take a look at that valve stems. It's not that hard of a job to replace one if you have to, but believe me, you don't want to be 70 miles from nothing when that valve stem decides to fail. Okay, going up, if your bike has spokes, this is a real good time to look for rust around the bottom of the spoke nipples. Yes, I said nipples. And if you see the rust at the bottom of the spoke nipples, do you know what that means? That means there's all kinds of water and moisture inside your wheels. Yep, that's not great. Nothing good ever came from that. What's probably going on inside your wheels is they are probably corroding from the inside out and you are going to find out really quickly that corrosion is super stabby to inner tubes. So if you've got inner tubes in there and you see rusty nipples, 
bad sign. You're definitely going to want to address that. Uh, other thing, go ahead and tap those nipples. Let's or tap those spokes. Let's go ahead and tap those nipples. Yeah, why not? The uh, spokes. Go ahead. Go around the horn. Ting, 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 tunk. Oh yeah. Let's see what's going on there. That that spoke that is loose. That spoke that is not ringing. It could be broken. It could be broken off. It could be stripped out. That happens a lot. Before you adjust any spokes, make sure you lube them. Put some penetrant on there uh, before you go adjusting spokes. Do not think that you're tuning your spokes like a guitar and you're going to work your way around your wheel and make them all sound exactly the same. Ting, 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 ting. You're going to end up with a wheel that looks like a potato chip. Unless you are a spoke tuning, wheel truing, maestro or you want to just learn it yourself and watch youtube video that's great but if you tighten them all to the exact same amount pretty sure your rim's going to end up looking like a potato chip and you don't want to go there what we're looking for is obviously damaged or broken stuff definitely things you want to be aware of okay now we're at the wheels uh alloys yeah look for extra corrosion look for stuff like that uh you want to look for obvious signs we had somebody that had a stick an actual wooden stick sticking into between their tire and their uh, alloy rim that was pretty interesting so be aware of that kind of stuff chain look at the chain touch the chain get to know the chain lube the chain uh don't need to tell you too much about that check for sag and tension uh read get out the owner's manual know exactly what it says you need to do for your particular chain on your particular bike Sprockets, yes, absolutely look at sprockets. If they look like hooks or if they look like nubbins, it's time for new sprockets and chain. It is my policy to always replace the chain and the sprockets at the same time. If you replace the chain without replacing the sprockets, uh, you will most likely have a very short lifespan on that chain and any sprocket wear situation you had is gonna get much faster, much quicker. So just an idea replace them both at the same time you'll be happy about it when you're doing any sort of a chain adjustment if you shaft drive bikers you don't need to worry about this when you're doing the chain adjustment uh, on the back keep special note it is not uh it is not necessarily god's honest truth that the markings on the back of your rear swing arm that your axle goes through are the definition of evenness uh, this is a great time to employ a yardstick or some other device uh adhere it affix it to the back wheel to make sure that the back wheel is in fact straight because I have seen people use those markers, those tick marks on the back by your axle and say, okay, it's exactly two and an eighth tick mark. Uh, I'm going to put two and an eighth tick marks on both sides on the back. It should be perfectly straight. Nope, not at all. So, uh, you know, trust, but verify, let's say it that way. When you do this, uh, you are going to be tightening down some sort of a locking fixture that is going to secure uh, keep in mind that that is the Hail Mary. So the tightness of the axle nut itself uh, against the rear swing arm, that's the main force involved here. The adjuster bolts or adjuster nuts that you have on there, that's not the primary source of holding everything together. It is the Hail Mary. So you do want to make sure those things are snug, but if it is just a case of a check nut against another flat surface or another nut remember you don't have to put those on to 75 foot pounds uh, they're just there for safety this is a good time when you're back there check your lubrication points uh, if you haven't lubricated your axle in a long damn time this would probably be a real good time to get in there with something uh, a little molly loop goes a whole long way 
and you don't need to go crazy with the stuff. So, uh, but this would be a great time to hit that. When you are moving forward on the bike, the next thing you should be looking at is the bike's nether regions, the uh, the genitals area of the motorcycle, that deep dark cave where we never never like 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 to look in there. That's where our counter shaft sprocket is. That's where our swing arm pivot is. If your bike has a grease fitting on the swing arm pivot, that's a great time to hit it. It's also a great time to bounce up and down on the bike and check, make sure there's nothing binding. Uh, a lot of cables, a lot of things move back and forth up there. If you have a rear brake, cable actuated rear brake or a rod actuated rear brake, it's a real good time to take a look at that. It's also a real good time to look at your rear master cylinder. That is one of the most overlooked parts of any motorcycle that has hydraulic brakes is the rear master cylinder itself. Take a look at the hose, take a look at the pump. Is that fluid in there from this century? Uh, many times bikes come into the shop, I can tell you it's the original rear master fluid, uh, rear brake, brake fluid that came in with the vehicle. If you have a hydraulic clutch, it's a good time to move over there. Take a look at the point where the hydraulic clutch system enters the engine cases. You're looking, if you have a if you have a plastic interface there, you're looking for cracking, dryness, that, that kind of thing. You do not want that thing to fail later on in the season while you're riding it and you are uh, watching all of your clutch fluid escape out onto the road. Again, looking at the hoses, looking at the stuff for cracks and signs of aging. It's a good time to do it right now when you've got these rainy days that are not the best time to be out riding your bike. This is the best time to be doing maintenance for the upcoming summer season. All right, as we move forward in the machine, oil, yeah, we're going to check the oil. Of course we are. Uh, before we even start the bike, we're going to check the oil. I want to see evidence of milkshake at the top of your oil. If there's any evidence of milkshake, you look in there and you see something that looks like, no, uh, coffee creamer gone bad on the top of your dipstick or corrosion on the top of your dipstick. Saw that yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's the time. You're going to want to drop that oil, maybe do a kerosene flush new o-ring or crush washer for the bottom oil drain plug when was the last time you did one of those good time to do it fresh oil makes everything better yes go in there and do that absolutely uh look see how much water comes out if you're really curious you know uh go ahead tilt the bike to the side and pour some fluid i'm not going to call it oil pour some of what's inside your motor out the dipstick hole or the fill hole see what comes out have a couple of clean white paper towels under there and just have a quick look and see what's happened to your motor over the winter season you got condensation in there probably if you live anywhere like we do and you want to get that out so definitely oil change at this point for certain look at oil handling uh, hoses and tubes make sure they're not cracked and falling apart because they probably are look at your exhaust hardware you know that stuff's supposed to be snugged up every once in a while you know if you own a moto guzzi v7 that the uh nuts that hold on the exhaust headers need to be torqued man i mean at least two three times a year because they will fall right off and guess what then your exhaust is going to be barking at you in the wind, throwing your mix way off, and generally making things unhappy for everybody. So check all your exhaust hardware. Go over everything. It's a great time to get to know your torque wrench. Uh, it's fantastic. Lube stuff that needs to be lubed. Even if you have to take a fastener off, put on some anti-seizing compound, torque it back down again. 
maybe this is the time to go over that Loctite that you installed 20 years ago and maybe give it another kiss on the items you really don't want falling off this season. Look at where your tachometer drive goes into your motor. That is a very common source of leaks. There's usually some sort of a fibrous washer or a rubber seal in there that gets all dried out. This is your chance to buy a bottle of wintergreen and restore that kind of rubber stuff that creates seals and you'll get many more years out of it. Wintergreen's cheap and it brings the old cracked rubber right back to life again. You'd be amazed at how easily it works. Move to the front of the bike, absolutely gonna check the steering head bearings. If the bike has a center stand, put it up on the center stand and load the back of the bike so the front wheel's in the air. Or maybe put a small jack under the front of the bike, get the front wheel in the air, swing the handlebars left or right. You're gonna feel for any clicking, clicking, binding, etc., etc. You definitely do not want to find out later on about notchy steering head bearings when your bike has Shimano index steering and it won't go around corners the way you want it to. Front wheel, definitely down at the front wheel. Check the wheel bearings, spin that wheel a lot. Listen carefully. You should also be looking for run out on the front brakes. I'm sure you have front disc brakes. So you're gonna take a look and examine the state of the pads, see how much pad material is there, but also take a look at the rotor itself. If the rotor is warped in any way, it's gonna be pushing the pads back into the calipers. That's gonna cause some brown trousers moments when it comes to emergency braking later. You definitely don't wanna have that. Also checking the run out of the wheel, making sure the wheel's not warped, bent, twisted, dinged, dented, damaged. All the things I said about the previous tire inspection on the back still apply here. Pretty simple stuff. Okay, you've got a Speedo drive uh, that's going, uh, I'm sorry, that, the last one was the tack drive for the motor. Speedo drive for the front wheel. Take a look at that. All the exact same rules apply. You definitely want to make sure all the lubricated points are there. Now we're at the top of the motorcycle. At the top handlebars of the motorcycle, I want you to inspect that master cylinder with an extreme degree of scrutiny. I really want you to look at it and see how much master, see how much brake fluid is leaking out of the top, corroding the top of your master cylinder. Probably a bit. If it's anything like any bikes I've worked on this week, there'll be quite a lot of it. So let's make sure that is cleaned and taken care of. And if the seal is shot on your master cylinder, replace them. They're really, really cheap. And it's super easy job to do. If your master cylinder, uh, if your brake fluid in there looks brown, if it looks anything other than bright and sparkly clean, uh, if you know it's any more than three years old, change it time to bleed your brakes. Read your owner's manual. Check it out. It's not a hard thing to do. It's remarkably easy. You'll be thrilled that you did it. Your brakes will work so much better. And if you're still running on the factory spongy rubber brake lines that are 20 years old, the brake hoses, you treat yourself to a set of nice stainless, uh, really braided, braided lines make the bike feel so much better. And you'll be super, super happy that you did easy stuff. None of this stuff is super hard. It's really simple. Uh, if you do that, it took me, what, 15, 20 minutes to explain it to you. It doesn't take that much longer to go through and do it yourself. If you do that and hit those high points like that, your first trip is not going to be terrifying and you're not going to have parts falling off your bike like my old BSA did. Uh, I can't stress it enough. This is, this is the great time to do these simple, simple service items. And it also will make you catch things. You're going to be like, okay, I was going to go out and ride next weekend, but instead I've got some time. I can get the parts in 
and I can get things taken care of. Because you don't want this stuff biting you in the ass when your buddies are standing there at your garage saying, let's go, and your rear brakes don't work. That's exactly how it will happen. All right, guys, remember to ride fast and take chances, and we'll see you next week for episode 420.